Before we get started with this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, let me let you know that it's brought to you by Draft, Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why you need to try Draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Playing a real-life NBA, NFL, or for this podcast purpose, PGA Draft right now. Be done drafting in under five minutes and get paid out the day the tournament is done. The PGA version is great. You draft, you enjoy the four days, and you collect your money Sunday night. Drafts are filling every second so you can join them whenever you want. All new players, this is the catch. All new players, when they make their first deposit, get entry into a real money draft by using the promo code SD Sports. You gotta use the promo code SD Sports to get that free entry. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free by using the promo code SD Sports. But it gets even better. For some crazy reason you do not like draft, they are offering a hundred dollar money back guarantee. Just serve draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now. But you have to use the promo code SD Sports. Void or prohibited, must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now, welcome to this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Lay. Yeah. in the building. Yeah. Already the show goes on. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. This week, previewing the FedEx St. Jude Classic, one week out to the U.S. Open. So lots to look forward to as we get going. In order to do so, joined by my two co-hosts, as always, you can find him on Twitter at bpsnow 11 bucks. How we doing, man? Good to be back another week, Bubba. Glad to be back. Yep, yep going to be a good one. And the third member of this group, you can find him on Twitter at DFSGolfGods. Jesse, how we doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. Glad to be here again. Getting pumped for the U.S. Open one week away. Yeah, and uh, you'll hear it a lot this week. And there's still qualifying going on as we record so pay attention to your lineups because there's going to be a lot of withdrawals, a lot of goofy shit. And uh, Jesse and I were kind of talking about it a little earlier. Jesse remembered the Dustin Johnson calling in the plane on eight and leaving on nine a couple of years back. So um, this is one of those tournaments that a lot can happen. So just be careful. But it's a pretty good field. Before we get to that, let's recap the Memorial real quick. Bryson DeChambeau takes down Kyle Stanley and Bidion in the playoffs. Jesse, any thoughts on Bryson taking it down? Uh, as far as him taking it down, I think it was probably overdue. He was, uh, trending towards a win for a while. Um, but you know, it, he kind of came from behind and, and that was surprising, uh, Saturday into Sunday and the field kind of turned on upside down a little bit. And some of the big names didn't show up, but other than that, you know, I, I really had Bryson for a win. So glad he finally pulled it off. Nice. Uh, Bucks, any thoughts on that playoff on Sunday? Yeah, it was freaking awesome, man. I mean, all of those guys are guys that we've been on for a while, so it was awesome to see. Literally been on. <laughs> on. <laughs> on. Oh, Jesse's got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I 
I am so happy Bryson won, though, because this was the one week in, like, three months I haven't been on on. <laughs> I would have I murdered somebody if he won this week. Like, for Bucks, real. I, Bucks, I literally texted Jesse when the playoff was happening. I said, oh, no, if Biddy on wins this, Bucks is going to go apeshit. Like, this is going to be a bad, <laughs> bad situation. Dude, yeah. it was brutal. But, I mean, like – it, it, it's insane though. DeChambeau on Cantlay, Stanley, Neiman. I mean, all of those guys are guys we've been on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they all hit the same week. Yeah. Crazy. It was awesome. Yeah. A lot of good young golfers for sure. Let's talk about one of the older ones, Mr. Eldrick himself, Tiger Woods. He was like the best in the fields at, you know, strokes gain approach, strokes gain tee to green. He, he led the field all over the place, but he could not putt. And we've seen it a couple times this year. The putting lets him down. Plus, the driver was nasty. I don't know. I know you think you can hit it and do certain things, but when you're hitting your three with 320-ish, I don't know why you're not just hitting your three wood on a course like that. But that's a story for another time. What were your overall thoughts on Tiger this week, Bucks? Yeah, he uh, smoked the field in just about every category um, except for putting. Like, if that – if he – this was one of those events – reminiscent of 97 2000 tiger where he should have won by 10 and he just didn't make anything and not just that he missed i watched him the majority of saturday sunday he must have missed six putts inside five feet like it was just insane um so it's really encouraging to see him playing this well because i believe that he'll figure out the putter and when he does he is going to win. Yeah. What about you, uh, Jesse? Yeah, he lost almost seven and a half strokes on green or, or more than seven and a half, right around seven and a half shots. Anyways, that's pretty, I don't know. That's not like him because when in his prime, he was um, deadly with the putter. The The short game is what won him a lot, a lot of tournaments, just being able to make putts. So I think it's encouraging that, um, he hit the ball so well, and, and the putting will come. Just like we talk about every week, the putting is the most hard is the hardest thing to predict week in and week out. Um, and he's still knocking some rust off. So when it all comes together, he's liable to blow a field out. But one way or the other, I think he's going to be super popular next week. Oh, yeah, extremely popular, no doubt about that. Um, I think I was read or heard somewhere if he's just average to the field in his putting this week he wins by three or four strokes there's yeah. that big of a difference in how bad his game was it was pretty crazy but all in all a really good week uh we talked about how stacked the field was and it did not disappoint let's before we get into the fedex st jude classic jesse why don't you give us a little cliff notes version of your captain hindsight piece on fanshare.com this week yeah so one interesting thing was that uh, all uh six of the top scores were in were in the seven thousand dollar range um, in order to have the perfect lineup, you had to leave $5,000 on the table and just take all seven. Um, so it's, that's, that was pretty crazy. And then JT was eighth and, and Rory was ninth. And JT being 20%, um, his will come back on, on sun, or Sunday there, or well, actually Saturday and Sunday is kind of what, uh, brought him back into the mix there. But, uh, you know, other than that, um, it's been pretty chalky, especially last week. Um, Eight, well, yeah, eight. I think eight, eight out of the top ten scored eighty plus points as far as the being top owned. So the chalk's been hitting, man. The chalk's been hitting, and we're we're overdue at this point 
in my opinion, for a chalk slaughter. Yeah, one of these days we will get it, but hopefully sooner than later. Uh, Jesse, as we get into the FedEx St. Jude Classic, why don't you give us a past event history on the St. Jude? Yeah, so playing this uh, down in Memphis, um, and the last two years, Daniel Berger has won this golf tournament. So last year he won it uh, minus 10, uh, one shot over Wee Kim and uh, Charles Schwartzel. Um, and then in 2016, 13 under, three shots over Brooks, Kepka, Phil, and Stricker. Other previous winners, uh, Fabian Gomez, Ben Crane, Harris English, Dustin Johnson. Winning score around here is usually between basically 10 and 13 under. Very, very nice. Bucks, what do you got for a course preview this week? Yeah, so this is uh, TBC Southwind, uh, obviously the FedEx St. Jude. 7,200 yards, par 70 golf course. It was designed by Ron Pritchard, Fuzzy Zeller, Hubert Green. And basically when they designed it in the late 80s, they really wanted to test – uh, players' ability by creating different styles or utilizing different styles of golf course. And so when you look at this golf course, you will see uh, fescue like you would see on a link style. You'll see a lot of tree line courses. You'll see a lot of water and bunkering and false fronts and dog legs. I mean, it, it, they really cover the gambit when you consider um, – different playing styles. And so uh, they did a really good job. As far as the course goes, you have uh, two par fives this week. Both are very reachable and both have a birdie or better rate of over 40%. Uh, the interesting about, thing about this golf course is 7,200 yards, which is not long, but because those par fives are so short, they're made up on the par fours. And so of the 12 par fours, eight of them play between 450 and 500 yards, which is long. Um, and so between those par fours, you have three par threes that are between 175 and 200. So between the par fours and those par threes, you have upwards of 11 shots around that you're going to have an approach between 175 and 200 yards or at least 150 to 200 yards for the longer guys. Um, and then the last part three is number 14. It's 240 yards with water coming into play. Just a monstrous par five or par four, part three. I got there. Um, nice. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's just a difficult golf course, golf course in general. Um, 13 under, 12 under is the average winning score. And so for a par 70, 7,200 yards, the course does have teeth, and it comes in the form of the, the par fours. Yeah, and I've also heard with this course, tons of water uh, by far loses more balls this tournament than any other tournament on tour. So yeah. um, I, I imagine accuracy will be important here, and uh, the approaches you're talking about will be a couple stats we might want to be looking at. I have not looked. I assume Bucks usually put it a part of your early week article. Uh, what's the early outlook on the weather this week? Yeah, so this week it's going to be hot, like mid-90s hot. Um, 
virtually no wind the first three days. And so perfect conditions, as long as the course doesn't get too dry or burnt out, you should have some really good scoring conditions. People are going to be murdering the ball this week in that heat. And so you'll see some long drives. Then Sunday, there's a chance of thunderstorm, chance of rain. But again, nothing crazy. So all in all, good week. No no real weather concerns pre-cut. Nice, not too bad. That uh, always is nice because after it's cut, you don't have a choice of where your guy plays, so it works out perfectly. Um, Jesse, what are some of the key stats you're looking for this week? Yeah, so a lot of what I'm looking at this week is is the tee to green. Um, it's got a really good correlation here with shots gained tee to green. So for me, greens and regulation, uh, accuracy, driving distance, and then uh, bogey avoidance, just because the scores don't tend to be very low here. So – um, guys who are making pars and or birdie are going to be preferable, obviously. I like it. What about you, Bucks? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me this week you have, uh, like Jesse mentioned, the par fours are going to be key. For me, it's just tee to green work, DK points, par four scoring. Uh, but I'm not getting – too caught up in proximity or driving accuracy just overall just uh solid overall game to degree no i like it Uh, a little quick recap of some past fan share info here your top scores in this field top 10 or we'll say nine because bo hostler is already withdrawn for um the last three events hendrick stenson dustin johnson tony finau Luke List, Adam Scott, who just qualified for the Open. So one thing we already kind of mentioned is be wary of guys dropping out like flies. But uh, Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kopka, Daniel Berger, and Keith Mitchell, a lot of names you'd expect to see there. If you go as far as the last six event for this field, then DJ's one, Phil two, Luke List, Stenson, Finau. Chapel, though, is one new name that pops onto that list. Scott Berger, Kopka, and Keegan Bradley is 10th as well. And then if you look at the event last year, for guys that are in this field, not overall last year, but players in this field at the FedEx last year, Mickelson was your top DraftKings scorer. Um, you had our top tagged Uline second tag, Kopka three, Berger, Scott, Sink, Chappie, Horschel, Lee, and Gay. So Phil was the only one. Phil and Berger were the only ones that really got you there, but Chappie played well also. So a couple of things to think about there, guys coming in current form and past history at this course. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of it all. Let's get into the DraftKings picks, the 10K and above range. We got about five guys to look at here. Dustin Johnson at 11-7, Kopka at 11-1, Bill Mickelson at 10-6, Stenson at 10-4, Daniel Berger at 10,000 bucks. Kick us off in the 10K and above. Yeah, for me, there are um, a few options up here I really like, um, but – DJ, to me, is the clear favorite here. I love DJ this week. Um, He, not only because he's DJ, but because I think he has something to prove. The only thing I don't like is his price, obviously, but um, I think he will be low-owned because of the price, and you'll have to get weird down low. Um, But outside of DJ, I do like Kepka this week. I'm not sure I can go Kepka when I can go 600 bucks more and go to DJ, though. Fair enough. Uh, Jesse, what do you like in this 10K and above? 
Yeah, the only thing about DJ and Brooks both that scares me, I mean, like Brooks has the injury, obviously. We talked about it a couple weeks ago when he played well and he's been, you know, getting that wrist deal, still snapping it out of place or whatever. So that's that just freaks me out a little bit. DJ, you know, will he mail it in? Um, I do like your point, Bucks. I mean, he, he does have something to prove because he's not been – I mean, by DJ standards, he's not been playing well. I mean, he's still – Playing pretty good by PGA standards, eighth, seventeenth, sixteenth, tenth, seventh in his last five. So all top twenties, pretty good for uh, an average player. Of course, he's not an average player. Um, I love Phil Mickelson this week up top here, ninth, second, third, eleventh, second um, since 2013, and obviously he's playing a lot better this year than he even has in those last few years when he when he still top ten. So. Um, I, I, I like the discount getting a thousand dollars off there from DJ and, uh, but I, I, I do agree with, you know, what you just said there about DJ, you know, he's got something to prove and he probably should be low owned because most, most people are going to be thinking I'm not playing him because, you know, he's got that withdrawal or mail it in. So, um, it'll be interesting. I think I'll be more balanced when it's all said and done. These guys up top are very interesting, obviously. Yep, uh, I agree with everything you guys said there. I always start with Phil Mickelson at 10-6, and Jesse hit it on the head. He's played amazing at this course, and overall has played really, really well. Even a T-13 last week looked really, really good out there. Um, the other one, you got Berger, defending champion, but Stenson, if you, you like the way he played last week and the way he's played in the last month or so, and you mentioned Bucks, the approach in and everything, it lines up for his three-wood again. So, it definitely suits his game. But if I'm going up top, which we talk about week in, week out, I usually don't, I would be picking Phil Mickelson. Let's go to the $9,000 range. You got Billy Ho, uh, Adam Scott, Schwartzel, Finau, Binion, and Keegan Bradley. Jesse, kick us off in the $9,000 range. Yeah, the thing about Adam Scott is I think he probably – I don't know. I would think he would withdraw because he's played, I think – Four He's been grinding, grinding hard. Yeah, so he played Memorial, he played Fort Worth, he played Byron Nelson, he played the players, he played Wells Fargo. Um, I just don't see him, since he's qualified, playing this week. If he is, you know, I like that price on him. He's, he's playing pretty well. Uh, but assuming he's not, um, I would, you know, dip down to, I think, a couple different guys here. I think Charles Schwarzel is interesting. Played him a lot last week, and he just absolutely – burnt me with a 77 on Thursday and everybody else who played him as well. Um, so it, this could be a good bounce back spot at potentially low ownership there. Finau's always in play, Ben on obviously, but I think Ben's uh, ownership will be kind of bumped up. Keegan Bradley's interesting to me. He hit almost 80% of his greens regulation last week. Um, obviously still putter, still wonky a little bit, but uh, 85% of the uh, fairways too. So he's striking it well, finished 23rd. Um, he's interesting here because he's sandwiched in between two guys who, who are probably going to be popular, one being Ben on, the other being Neiman, who we'll talk about in the next tier. Yeah, I like that a lot. What about you, Bucks? Yeah, for me, uh, I, there are quite a few guys here that I do like. Um I think if I had to start somewhere, and I agree with you, Jesse, about Scott. Um, if I had to start somewhere, I, I would like to play him, but I think I don't think I'll have the opportunity. I think he'll um, withdraw probably tomorrow, but yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. Um, that being said, obviously I'm going to be back on on this week. He'll probably miss the cut or something. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, outside of him, Tony Finau is interesting to me. I think he's a really solid ball striker. Um, hits a ton of greens, solid proximity, but he just scores a lot of DK points. And so I do like Tony Finau this week. No, I like that as well. The DK points especially came off a, a nice T13 last week. So I like Tony quite a bit with you there. Keegan Bradley, I do like. Uh, I'm curious to see how he finishes up and is qualifying on Monday. I haven't seen the final results for him yet. He could be another one of those that's played a lot this year. That I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of stepped to the side, but we'll see how that goes because he's been playing really, really well. And then the other one is I do like the Charles Schwartzel angle. He's coming in, you know, he's either a miscut or he's kicked butt here. He's coming off a T2 here last year. That miscut, uh, he played horrible, like the worst golf I could picture on Thursday, finding the water everywhere. And then Friday played really, really well. And I I want to tell myself he would have made a run at may, not winning it, but a really good Saturday and Sunday if he made the cut. So uh, Schwartzel at 9,400, I think he'll get a super low ownership. He was even low last week. So I think he's definitely a guy you can go back to in this 9K range. But uh, Schwartzel, Finau, Bradley will be the ones I'll be targeting here. We take this brief break in the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast to talk to you about Rotowire, one of the greatest shirts in fantasy sports. They have DFS shirts, fantasy season long, all kinds of great shirts. They're the best quality shirts in the industry. No other brand can compete with Rotowire in terms of quality, premium blend fabric, super soft, comfortable, athletic fit shirts, specialized printing process, designed as part of the shirt, literally dyed bleached into the fabric, no thick ink. It's ridiculous the amount of options you can find, over 30 different designs. Fantasy football, baseball, hockey, basketball, DFS, they keep coming out with more and more and more stuff. Men's, women's, kids, you name it, they've got it. There's lots of buzz kicking up in the fantasy industry about it. People are wearing these shirts. They're representing the shirts. They are great quality shirts. And you can have one too. You can have more than one, as many as you want. Just use the promo code DEGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S, DEGENS, for 20% off your order. Go to rotoware.com. Or go to at Rotoware on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out what they have. They're giving away free shirts all the time on Twitter. But when you go to purchase, use the code DEGENS, D-E-G-E-N-S, for 20% off your order. Now back to the Always Pressing PGA TFS podcast. Going into the 8K range, got about 10 guys to choose from here. Uh, real quick, you're going to hear his name a lot. It makes a lot of sense. But Peter Uline, 8500 bucks, is playing extremely good golf and fits this course very very well, so I don't mind him at that price tag. But if you want to go 100 bucks cheaper, Jesse's boy, Mr. Affy Barnrat, is a very nice play here at 8400 bucks, um, assuming everything lines up for him and playing. The other guy I'll look at in this range, uh, Luke List at 8300 He's coming in in great form for the most part this year. He's, you know, miscut or he's crushing it, but these are the, the Bermuda courses that he absolutely loves. So I can see List at 8300 and then Chris Kirk at 8K seems a little cheap for the kind of golf he's been playing of late. Could be a nice cash game play or a, a balanced lineup GPP play. But I really like Luke List in this range with Uline and Appy Barn Rat. Bucks, what do you like in the 8K range? Yeah, the, this is this is a really solid range. I mean, I I like uh, it. Bothers me that um, Neiman did not play well today in the qualifier for the sectional, but I do like Yoki Neiman in a weak field to continue his run. Charles Howe III has been playing really well, crushes par fours from 450 to 500 yards. So I love him this week. Luke Liss, I'm glad you mentioned him. I really like Luke Liss as well. And then the last guy that I really like in this range, I've been on him for a few weeks now. He did not pan out great last week. 
um, is Chris Kirk, but I do like him again. He is top 10 in proximity, T to green, bogey avoidance, top 15 in DK points. So I'm all over Chris Kirk again this week. I like that quite a bit. Uh, Jesse, what are you liking in the 8K range? Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Stricker here, but I was thinking that he's already qualified for the U.S. Open today. He played 36 holes today. Um, yep. So I think he qualified earlier today. He did. He qualified. Yeah, so that kind of – he might be another one who doesn't – He then again, he might play this week. I don't know. Every time I play him, he misses the cut, though, so – just well, let's, just say, let's, let's, just, let's just say last year when he had to play 36 holes and qualified, he didn't play here. Yeah, so I, I could see him withdrawing. Um, he did finish second here in 2016, so when he's playing really well, he made a bunch of birdies today from what I saw on Twitter. You stole the rest of mine. Um, Kyrdex, obviously, I'm all in on him 100% this week. Luke List and Kirk are two other good plays. Did you guys, speaking of Kyrdex, did you guys see or watch the Women's U.S. Open? Nope. Uh, wasn't that like a relative of his or something? <laughs> I don't know if it's a relative, but she's from Thailand. Um, she torched that course. Well, she did for a while, but then collapsed, and then there was a playoff, two-hole aggregate. They tied, oh. went to four holes, and she won it on the fourth playoff hole. It was really, really fun to watch. Let me also mention that Fox did a hell of a job on the coverage. There were zero commercials. I watched the last probably four hours of it. Not a commercial. What? I, just want, I want to ask. I want to ask you real quick, Jesse. You watched four hours straight of LPGA golf. It was Women's U.S. Open. Bubba. I, I know. Answer, answer, answer the question. U.S. Open. <laughs> it's calm. What was that? Well, that's what I was The PGA Tour had a weather delay for no weather. Or weather. Straight hours of golf with no commercial sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, it does sound amazing. Did, did, didn't she have a seven-shot lead going into the back nine? She yeah, did. I turned it off. I didn't even finish watching it. It was it was rough. She had a rough back nine. The, the girl that ended up in a playoff went bogey-free and shot like five or six under that day. So she, that's how she caught her. But, yeah, she was seven shots clear. Kind of a collapse. But that's totally off topic. But either way, my angle on Kiradek as he watches that, gets excited for it, and goes on and wins the U.S. Open. Hey. I like it. I like it. Calling your shot a week early. I like it a lot. Um, let's dip into that 7K range, loaded field, as always, like we do every single week. Jesse, tell us some of the guys you like in the 7K range. Yeah, there's a lot of obvious things. I think Kevin Tway will probably be uh, semi-chalky, but he's uh, at 7,800. He's been striping it. He did make a cut here last year. One of my favorite plays is uh, Putnam at 7,700. Um, I think he'll go a little bit more under the radar versus Tway, so I like him as kind of a pivot off of Tway. Corey Connors is another interesting guy. Sam Ryder at uh, 7,400. Um, and then dipping down kind of closer to the 7,000 range. JT Poston is interesting to me. He did miss the cut here last year, but he's been playing better as of late. Um, so I'm not sure how much of the lower guys I'll have this week. I'll probably, like I said, try to go more balanced. So I really like Putnam this week. No, I don't mind that at all. What about you, Bucks? Yeah, there's – I mean, there's quite a few guys down here that I, I like. Um, my two favorite plays here are right on top of each other. Kevin Chappell, he has been playing horrendous golf. Horrendous. <laughs> but he's still top 60 in the world. He does like this golf course. 
And so I don't think you're ever going to get Kevin Chappell for 7800 bucks again. Um, so I, I like Kevin Chappell here. Braden Thornberry, 7700 bucks. I love this place. Played well today in sectionals. Um, I, I do like him to contend again. He came, what, top five last year. Um, outside of them, I, I think – there's a few guys that have opportunities to play well here. Uh, but Tom Hoge is, is one that I do like Austin cooks. Another one, uh, James Hahn is a guy that I'm always on. And then, uh, Joel Dahman. I, I like, I like it. Um, I'm with you. I like, uh, Jesse, I like the Kevin Tway call, but Putnam at 7,700 bucks. I think it's a nice pivot. Uh, I was on him two weeks ago. When you got that T20, and I think he's in a really good spot here again. Uh, Lucas Glover at 76. He's one of those grinders that can uh, put up a big number if you need him to. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to No Laying Up Pod, but he was on there last week, and he had some really, really good stuff he had going on there and not about his uh, personal life, which isn't our business. But um, Ches Reby at 76 is another one I think would be really interesting because he's not on that run he was on earlier this year, but kind of a, a course where he can, he can you know, dink and dunk around there. He could be really, really good in this uh, $7,600 range, so I don't mind him either. Uh, ben Crane, Jesse, that's a guy you've been on. He's been playing great golf, like really, really good golf, and he's played really, really good at this course. 11 of 12 made cuts, three top tens, and a victory, past champion at $7,400. Um, there's Keith Mitchell, Vaughn Taylor, Ben Silverman are both kind of cheaper guys. I don't mind taking darts at, but it's, it's a good range. That's why I like going balanced here. You can really uh, go in the 8K range, pick a 9, and then pick some 7s, and I'd be very confident in some of these lineups here, assuming they don't withdraw. But uh, some interesting looks, indeed. Let's drop into the 6K range. Bucks, who do you like down here if you had to play some? If I had to play somebody down here, there's a couple guys that I like. Uh, we've talked about them, or I've talked about them um, before, but Denny McCarthy's one. Taylor Gooch is another guy that I like. Um, and then getting down lower, Sam Saunders is 6800 bucks, and I do like him this week as well. Nice. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, I think there's a few names down here. I think Answer uh, at 6900 is quite underpriced. He finished 18th here in 2016. He was leading for a little bit last week, um, kind of fell off the, the radar there with the 75, 73, 73 after – opening 65. So interesting to me, especially at this price, uh, Matt Jones, another guy who's trending a little bit better uh, lately, um, the Australian there. And then also Stewie Stewie sink at uh, 6,800. Um, last year I was looking back at what I wrote up for the sports degens and he was 8,000 and I played him. So why would I not play him at 68? Uh, obviously the, Recent form is not good, but he did top 10 here last year, so that's interesting. Hunter Mahan's another guy at 6,800. Uh, missed the cut here last year, but stats are lining up um, a little bit better this year, and he's playing better golf, so he's interesting. I don't know how much of him would actually play. And then Schindler at 6,800 as well. Never played here, but uh, coming off uh, uh, 32nd um, in, Fort, in Fort Worth, so – Another interesting guy. But like I said, I'll probably be very balanced this week. So getting down here, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the answer. Uh, Johnny Huh at 6900 bucks is a guy I don't mind going down here if you need someone. 
Uh, I do like Stuart Sink quite a bit. And then Stuart at 6,700, another guy I wouldn't mind looking at. But uh, with you guys, I'd rather not go down here if we don't need to. All right, that wraps up the DraftKings pricing. Let's get a little uh, more in-depth here with some punt plays. Bucks, who are you liking in your punt department? Um, Gooch is one. Um, I mean, if you got real far down low here, A.J. McInerney is another one. But honestly, I'm not going to go too far down here this week. Yeah, I feel you. What about you, Jesse? The answer is the, the lone punt, really, that I – would have any faith in down here um, besides posting, but he's 7,000. So, I mean, right around that same area, 69, 7,000. If you're down there, those would be my two guys. Yeah, I'll be looking at Johnny Hood and then Stuart Sink. If I have to take just one, Sink would be my guy down here. That Just get me through the cut, and I'll go from there. Uh, Bucks, who are your busts this week? I, actually, I have a few busts this week. Um, one is going to be Charles Schwarzel. Oh, thanks and a lot. Not very I'm nice. Sorry, I'm sorry, man. I mean, <laughs> he just shows up like 60th in my model. Um, but Daniel Berger is the other one. I think at that price, I need him to come top 10, and I just don't think he does it. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, I agree with the Berger call. He's like obviously two-time winner here. It, it's hard for me not to believe he won't get a lot of buzz this week and therefore be – you know, 20% on, but he's just not had it as far as here recently. He's been making cuts, but for 10000 you need uh, a top 10 or top five really to pay that off. And uh, so, yeah. And then Billy Horschel, I mean, I get, like, why he's at 9700 He's got, uh, like, three straight top 10s, four straight top 10s here. But, man, paying 9700 for Billy Horschel, it's tough. Yeah. Um, my main one that I'll be looking at is actually Billy Ho. Now that I looked at my list here, Billy Ho at that price tag, like like you guys said, he's been playing well. He plays really well at this course, but ninety seven hundred bucks that well is not as I'm not as confident in that. So uh, Billy Ho and I do like the Daniel Berger call. He's been playing well. We liked him earlier this year. He's two for two. He's back to back champion here. But um, the three P, he's not really coming into form the way you'd like a a, a guy to, at that price tag to be playing. Let's look at your core this week, Bucks. Who you got? For my core this week, and I again, I think I'm going to have to change it up starting tomorrow. But I did like um, Adam Scott, um, Braden Thornbury, Kevin Chapel. Um, those those were going to be my core. I think I'm going to have to switch it up from um, Scott to on. And Yoki Neiman. What about you, Jesse? Can you roster uh, Kiradek Abby Barnard six times? <laughs> Are you, you talking about your bus? <laughs> oh man. Uh Kiradek, List, and uh and Putnam. Nice. Mine right now is uh Uline List and Reevy, but if Uline is as chalky as I think he's gonna be, that's a quick Pivot to Appy Barnrat with List and Reeve, and that's where I'll be kind of starting things out for sure. Uh, who's your winner this week, Bucks? Uh, I mean, DJ is the is my clear favorite. Um, if I went somebody other than DJ, I'm gonna go with 
Mr. Thornberry winning as an AM. Interesting. I like it. This is a field that uh, before Jesse gets his pick, let me uh, read you a thing I saw on the Twitter bot today. Um, the at the Fantasy Grind, Jeff tweeted this out. The previous seven winners of this event have not finished higher than ninth in any of their previous two starts before the respective victory here. Of the previous seven winners, only two, Ben Crane and Daniel Berger last year, had played the FedEx St. Jude the year prior and made the cut. So some interesting stats there. It was kind of long shotty things. Uh, Jesse, who do you like this week? Uh, Andrew Putnam's your winner. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going Luke List. I'll go. I think Luke List finally gets there. We've yeah. talked about how he's getting close. I'm going Lukey List. It's like guess the first week in a while, none of you guys took my damn pick. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's pretty good. Uh, too bad I can't use him in one and done, so I already did that, so I'll have to dig deeper for that one. But uh, we shall see. But, gentlemen, this time next week we'll be talking U.S. Open, so it'll yeah. be a lot of fun. Any, any final thoughts uh, for this week, Bucks? Um, final thoughts. I know Jesse mentioned it earlier. Um, but keep an eye on the WDs and um, don't be afraid to get a little weird this week because it is a weaker field and you're going to see players pack it in, especially if they're in the U.S. Open. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good week to, to scale back a little bit on the bankroll if uh, you're wanting to play a bunch next week and lose it all then. That's much better place to lose it, in my opinion. Um, but also – Yahoo has fantasy golf now on their DFS site. Uh, scoring is a little bit weird, um, but it's there. And so check it out, I guess. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, it's good to see they're kind of still trying to grind it out and uh, keep this DFS thing going over there. We'll see how it works, though. But uh, with that being said, check us out on Twitter at AlwaysPressDFS. Bucks is at BPSnar11. Jesse at DFSGolfGods. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, YouTube. Give it a rate and review. Do all the good <laughs> stuff there. And we'll catch you guys next week because this was the always pressing PGA DFS St. Jude Classic Preview. The show goes on all night till the morning. We train so long. Everybody ever went.